You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. I know it's been our two-week normal pattern and... You're all ready for another episode. So it's Mariah here and I have another wonderful, great guest. And like I said, I love to use um, my guests as my friends. They're my friends and I'm bringing them on and we're having a fun chat and we're all learning together. So today I have Sarah Dysack and she is a sex educator and owner of a feminist sex shop early to bed. So Sarah is bringing 20 years of experience in um, the sexual wellness space. Lots of great things. I'm so excited to have her on, but just a little bit more about her. She's a proud member of Chicago's LGBTQ plus community, and she's also been featured in numerous outlets, including New York Magazine, Cosmopolitan, Washington Post, Shape, Women's Health, Playgirl, Glamour, and more. So I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for coming on, Sarah. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So um, I would love to just get a little bit more background on why you started where you started and then kind of go from there and then really kind of center around your store. And then there were some things on there that really piqued my interest that we can kind of talk about too, but tell us more about yourself and maybe your origin story. Sure. My favorite topic is me. Um, (laughs) So I started early to bed, like you said, 20 years ago, um, because I was actually a frustrated sex toy consumer. Like that's where this grew out of. I wasn't, you know, wasn't like, oh, I should think of a business or anything like that. I had been recently at that time introduced to sex toys and this is the late nineties. And so it's a very different um, you know, the, the internet shopping is not really a thing, you know, everything is kind of still in person. And I live in Chicago, which is a big city that has multiple options for buying your first vibrator. And I found the experience just to be not fun. Like I didn't, I, I felt, it felt sort of shameful. I felt like I was going to places where the staff could care less about you know, my questions or, or what I was shopping for. I felt like the selections, you know, you would walk into a store and there'd just be this wall of vibrators that you couldn't touch. They all had packaging that was very, you know, focused on a heterosexual male gaze. They weren't marketed towards the people who were using that, which I thought was very weird. But anyways, um, so after a couple of like, really disappointing experiences and knowing that other cities at the time, like, you know, there was uh, Babeland in Seattle and New York and Good Vibrations in Berkeley and San Francisco. And I even think Boston at the time, you know, there, there were other places that were selling sex toys in a different environment that was woman friendly, couples oriented, mm-hmm. education focused. And I was just like, why does Chicago have nothing like this? Like we're this huge city, it's very weird. So, you know, I just decided that fine, I guess I will do it. I was young-ish and naive-ish or very naive, (laughs) I guess. And just was like, well, 
I'm just going to buy the things I want and try that sell them to people in an environment that was friendly and warm and where we knew a lot about the toys and people could touch them before they bought them. I mean, like we had testers out, like that was not a thing 20 years ago. No. Like, you know, it's very common now, but that was new to do that. And they had all the packaging put away so that the, you didn't have to worry about like walking in being, you know, confronted with all these like sexy white ladies on the packaging, you know, the things that were off-putting to a lot of particularly women customers. So yeah, so then I just kind of, did it and it worked and I was didn't know what I was doing but here I am so <laughs> you know so you saw a gap in this market and you know it wasn't maybe necessarily safe or comfortable and you wanted to provide that for others yeah so and I, I still do it's like sorry it's still my favorite part about it like I, I there's so many the build, the business is so much bigger and there's so many more things going on and my job is not helping customers in the store really anymore but I it's still my favorite part of the whole thing and I love when someone you can tell they're walking through the door and they're nervous and they're anxious about what's going to be on the other side and then just to kind of see their face relax and change when we're nice and friendly and it's cute inside. And um, I, that's still kind of one of my favorite things about the whole business in general. Yeah, I think that's always the biggest intimidating thing is walking into a store like that. And like, I have a lot of questions, but I feel silly asking them. And you usually get someone who fits the the societal norm of you know the beauty standard because of course that sells and so that's what they usually have behind the counter and that's not very comfortable to talk to um and you do you feel there's some judgment and, and total shame you know like shame mm -hmm. that you don't know what this is whatever kind of thing and being from utah <laughs> that's a big thing you know this is the dirty store this is the no-no store um, mm -hmm. this is the place that you, uh, shield your face walking out of kind of thing. You don't want your neighbor to know you're, you're going in there. And so online markets have definitely made it easier, but even then, can you ask those questions? Is there education with it? Especially when you're investing in quality products, um, you don't want it to be something that wasn't what you thought it was like, Oh, oops, <laughs> wrong one. Um, that kind of thing. And so even as I was looking on your website, I was like, I don't know anything about some of these things at all. And so it was really fun to, so I was like, yes, let's, I, for my selfish reasons, I was like, I'm going to ask all the questions, but do it. <laughs> so knowing that that was a, the biggest reason you started and, and have obviously been really successful doing this this long. Um, what are some some of the stories that you've heard of folks coming into your store and have found this different type of environment that they're met with? Well, I mean, yeah, for a lot of, I'm never really good at remembering like specific incidences when the time when I'm asked, except for the really, whatever, we won't talk about the ones I remember. But, um, you know, I think we serve a really wide age range and it's been interesting to see how, you know, there's, college age folks who seem to come in packs and have some sort of confidence, which is great, you know, and 
feel more, well, you weren't comfortable asking questions. Um, not everybody, of course, that's not true across the board, but then it, what I, what a lot of people that I see are people who are either my age, like I'm a Gen Xer, you know, I'm almost 50 or people who are older, who have just this idea of what a sex toy store is that's very different than a, a younger generation that, you know, who sort of grew up with sex toy stores like this being normal. Um, and I think that they're often, you know, like I have I've had this question for X number of years that I didn't want to ask my doctor. I didn't know who to ask, you know, I didn't know where I could go to ask this question to be a place where people can, you know, get that information that they need in a shame-free environment is really important. I mean, we talk to, especially people, you know, who are born with vagina and vulvas, there's so much lack of information, misinformation, bad information, information that's taken, like, I've had so many people say, you know, X person in my life, doctor, boyfriend, professor, you know, told me there's something wrong with my body because... I can't have an orgasm unless I have clitoral stimulation. What? How is that wrong? You know, like um, there's something wrong with me because I can't have an orgasm from, you know, vaginal penetration alone. I can't, why that I need lube, there's some sort of deficiency. And you know, so there's all of these negative information that so many people have. And it just feels so great to be able to be like, oh my God, no, you are completely normal. You know, there's like really very few things that mm -hmm. anyone's ever asked us that we couldn't, that we could say, oh, you're the first person who ever asked us. You know, like the same questions come up over and over again. And everybody just wants to be assured that they're, they're normal. And while whatever's going on in your body may not always be average, you know, and it might be something that's happening to most people, um, chances are whatever it is, it's, it's normal. It just might be outside of the mainstream idea of sexuality or mainstream representation, but it doesn't mean it's bad. I don't know if that was the question you asked me, but <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I let's roll with it. Right. <laughs> um, well, even within like your small group of friends, typically it's like, Hey, do you have pain during sex? Like maybe five friends that you would trust to kind of have these conversations. And, and this is probably only, you know, typical females. I don't know how many men are comfortable talking about that kind of stuff with their male friends. Um, so just that small cluster of group that you're asking that, of course you may be really different. Um, but just like you said, it's not, um, just because you're not average. And so I think that's really great to get a wider pool of information. And, um, since you're selling these things, do you think that you have this responsibility to also educate at the same time that it's not just for that profit and how I sell it is the education, right? Or I'll tell you about it when you buy this or this, <laughs> you know, because I'm sure that can feel kind of um, skeezy in other stores or things like that, where they're like, go try it. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, just try this other one kind of thing. And I'm like, you just want more sales. <laughs> right. Well, and that's really important to me. I think that, you know, it's really important to me that my staff, the staff doesn't, you know, work on commission because I feel like that leads people to recommend things that are more expensive, not necessarily better. You know, mm -hmm. we don't, we don't carry stuff. Like there's a lot of sex toy stores are like, oh, this is new. So we buy this and sell this. 
but everything that isn't like there's some things that you can look at i can look at and i'm real like this is obviously going to be great or terrible right like it, it's a simple vibrator it works or doesn't. for that long yeah <laughs> yeah but there's so many things i'm like okay so this new design is a little weird let's test it out let's have somebody run it through you know the gauntlet so to speak um so and we will not pick up things like they you know that can be popular things that we're like we just don't see the value in it or it's bad or it's you know harmful or something like that you know we eliminated um soft products that weren't silicone years ago because there's no regulation mm -hmm. in this industry and people were reporting you know problems with those toys and so even though selling you know ten dollar jelly dildos might be a great business decision we're not going to sell these products that we don't feel comfortable using in our own bodies um and so i think that for me helps build trust with clients that we know that when we're talking to them we're and we're, when we're telling them about the toys the toys and accessories that we carry that we hope that they can trust that we're we're doing it because we really believe in these products um and that we've done the work for you to the point where you know you don't have to go on that horrible large company whose name I refuse to say is website where there's you know 7,000 options that can be shipped to you overnight. We've pared it down to quite a few options that are of a really good quality and that we can tell you what they're going to do. And you know what? We will even answer your questions about that crappy toy you bought somewhere else. We'll oh. answer your questions about your body that have nothing to do with something that we could sell you a solution for you know we're there to educate people of course we need to make money yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm not gonna lie we're not a non-profit but um i would much rather have happy customers and well-educated future customers if what they need is not a sex toy but therapy or you know something i don't know there's like there's a there's, there have been times when we've been like this is not what you need right now this is that you know was not going to do what you wanted to do or something like that so or send them to friends in the industry who have what we don't have even if it's just that so um yeah it's it's always shocking to us how many people come to us about things they've bought somewhere else because they couldn't get anyone to help them answer a question about the toy and i'm like okay so maybe next time you could come here first but we'll help you because we want you to be safe and happy and so you know we do their best that we can yeah it's not about the competitor it's about the end user and right and their experience with those products because if they have a terrible experience with one you know from somebody else Maybe that could be their, you know, the end of their journey on this mm -hmm. <laughs> and don't want to come back for more. Um, so you have some amazing, uh, you know, just from your website, uh, different sections or, or the word just left me, but anyway, different areas of your store. <laughs> we sometimes call them like collections or departments. It's sort of depending on how we're organizing them. There we go. Yeah. Departments is what I was thinking of, but collections <laughs> works really, really well. And, um, I love that there was a lot of them that centered around health, um, specifically the pelvic health one, because I feel like that's something that there is a lot of shame around and there's something wrong with me. Um, because I don't work like the majority of other people, um, or, 
and it's not spoken about. And, and so I'd love to take a moment and educate on some of those main um, products that can support that health. And so what do you see or hear that have drawn you to sell some of these products? Sure. I do. It's always feel like when I'm talking about anything really specifically health related, it's important to remind people that I'm not a doctor or a clinician of any form. And the things that I know, I know from self-education and experiential work with, you know, anecdotal stuff with clients. Um, but certainly pain during penetration is something that comes up very frequently. Um, and also just sort of general pelvic health discomfort, you know, is a, we're a place where people will ask these questions. Um, and for many years, you know, you either would have to go to a doctor and they would prescribe sometimes something like very expensive dilator kits. If you had something like vaginismus, um, where you, it hurts to have any sort of penetration at all, like even a finger, um, or, you know, which of course you can still do. Obviously going to doctors is a great idea. Let me just say like, yeah, if you yes. have real pain. <laughs> but they've also like the industry, so the sex toy industry has also sort of realized that a lot of these, these sex related things that need accessories to make them feel more comfortable, they can be sold in a sex toy store. They can be, instead of being something that's like real clinical, um, that you either need a prescription for or cost 7,000 times, you know, we all know how drugs and anything with a prescription yeah. is like, you know, markup. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and to have them available over the, because they're not drugs, right? So to have them available and accessible, I think is really helpful for getting them into the, I was going to say hands of people, but that's not where they're going. Um, but <laughs> getting them into people's hands and then their bodies um, and making it less, like making it sexier, right? If the point, uh, yeah, right. And if the point of, of working on your pelvic floor comfort is to make intimacy or sexuality with another person more enjoyable, then it's, I think, really good to have it be part of a sexy environment as a, not, as opposed to like really clinical, like there's a product, um, just to be specific, like called the O-Nut that came on the market a few yes. years ago that is been phenomenal because it it helps but it helps it's like rings that somebody would wear on their penis or a dodo depending on you know what kind of penetration with whom you're having but it helps reduce um it like bumpers the depth so for mm -hmm. a lot of people who find that deep penetration is what's painful sure you can just adjust that in the moment without any aids but it's kind of hard to like you know consistently keep that depth yes, and yes. not get carried away and exactly. so this is yeah it's like a bumper for the base of the the penis or you know just like you said whatever's being inserted into that um vagina and so it's uh I thought it was so unique and so helpful for a lot of people who maybe had been like man how many times did I maybe complain and was just like, oh, it's because of this or the misinformation I got was, um, you know, she's a prude, so she doesn't mm -hmm. have enough sex. And mm -hmm. so, uh, that's why it hurts for her. So just fuck her more or fuck her harder, you know? And it's <laughs> like, oh, that isn't anyone else's fault, but that they, you know, both of these partners or this partner can, um, still enjoy it. And, mm -hmm 
And so I think that's so great that we have a specific product for a very specific place of discomfort. Exactly. Um, And again, you know, we are like, we had someone tested more than one person tested so that we knew that we could tell people like, you know, so we know somebody who's experiencing these symptoms or, you know, that has this type of pain who used this product and it helped them. So it's also, again, we're not just being like, oh, we saw this and sure they said it was good. Um, you know, there's also CBD lubes now, which can be really helpful for folks that can relax and make, you know, less pain. Um, and dilator kits for folks who have pain during penetration to help teach their body about penetration being okay very slowly, right? So they're a graduated set. And those have become really just like all different companies are making high quality, low cost, you know, comparatively (laughs) cute sets. So, and it's really nice because then it's not this like white medicine thing you're doing. It's this like colorful, pre-game to sexual activity or special alone time, you know? And I think that that also, your brain is connected to all of this, right? And so if you're coming at it with a different attitude, it can be really helpful. Not that it's all in your brain head, but that it's, you know, it all works together, I think. So we're really seeing so many more people being referred to sex toy stores like ours from their pelvic health therapists or their clinicians to get these products. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's really nice to feel like, well, what we do is, you know, helping people have orgasms. We're also helping people have less pain during, you know, sexual intercourse, basically. So that's a, a good feeling as well. And it validates their experience, right? If there's yes. a market for my need, that makes me not different. <laughs> you know, there's other it's people so like me. There's other people that um, have also been able to have success with this or um, whatever your definition of success looks like, just like you were saying, you know, if it's, um, less pain or if it's, uh, more orgasms or more frequent, you know, whatever that looks like, that's what your definition of, um, success is. So because we have lots of different definitions of success, (laughs) uh, there's lots of different products out there. Um, so we have, you know, the dilator set and then the O-nut, um, but also other products that aren't um, maybe thought of as often or get made fun of too, because they're different, you know, like the uh, menstruation cup was, oh, yes. you know, kind of one of those that is still different. And, you know, we're still getting a lot of stigma around, like it's unsanitized and, you know, it's not, um, sanitary to use that kind of thing. And I don't know, I feel like that also, um, because we have such a wide range of products for that time of month that it validates that need for everybody needs something that's, it's comfortable handling. I don't even want to say handling because again, that's the negative connotation of it. Um, experiencing that time, you know, everyone has different comfort levels. So I just love that we have that and that it's available. Use it or don't, if you don't like it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, I think people, the period products, because we also carry reusable menstrual pads and they can be people that it like, there's a lot of, we, there's a lot of people who will come into the store and be like, ew, about things, which I've 
find very problematic, but whatever. Um, but the reusable period pads is definitely one of people like, ew, that is so gross. And it's like, first of all, yeah, you don't have to use them. And second of all, it's not really like in lots of people use them and people have been using reusable menstrual pads since they started having their periods, you know, thousands <laughs> of years ago. They didn't yes. have disposable always pads in the 1400s. So um, I think that's important to remind people that like, our bodies have been doing this since the beginning of time and it could be a cute, fun accessory or you could you know, do it your own way, that's fine. But um, yeah. yeah, it's nice to make things available. And I do think that what you said with the fact that these products exist, I think helps a lot of people feel less stressed out about it being something that's wrong with them and something more that like, oh, right, yeah. If, if there's a product being produced, <laughs> I'm clearly not the only one. Um, and there's options even for most of these things. And so I think that is, can be very helpful for someone's like, okay, I can do, I can deal with this. I'm not a freak. You know, I can, I can move forward hopefully. So. Ooh, so I'm going to roll with that. I'm not a freak because <laughs> if no, I'm going into a nothing sex wrong toy, with being freaks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. Is, is if I'm going into this store, I'm kinky and I have weird fetishes and all these things. And I'm like, I don't know too many people who don't have any supporting products. We'll call them that. Yeah, I like that term, supporting products. <laughs> right? Like I, I'm just like at least a bottle of lube. Like who doesn't have something? Um, and why wouldn't you go into a store like this where you can trust the staff and you can get educated and maybe pick up something extra on the way out because you came in for one and was like, oh, that's fun. Um, Cause that's always my experience. Like I never leave with just, it's like target for me. Right. right? <laughs> There's always something else catching my eye. Um, so, but I really just want to normalize how, um, you know, it's not competition. Cause I know we still have that uh, masculine competition with some of these sex toys and that kind of thing. And that it really is part of our healthy human need to connect sexually with ourselves, with others, you know, all this is just part of the human experience. Um, do you find that most people come in maybe with some shame or hesitation or anything like that? Or is it, or has it been maybe even changing over the years? You notice any of these? Oh, it's for sure changed over Like, you know, from 20 years ago um, to now, I feel like we talk about sex toys so much more. They're on Instagram all over the place. They're available, you know, a couple are available at Target now. Um, so I think that they're becoming much more mainstream and people are feeling more confident in them um, and having them and using them. I think people see, especially, you know, people who have vagina and vulvas, like, you know, having a sex toy is now more coded as like an empowerment thing than I think it was 20 years ago. You know, there's so much imagery now of like a big Hitachi magic wand is like a symbol of feminist <laughs> sexual liberation, which is great. Um, but I think that even if culturally we have this wider acceptance of it, the there's still a lot of individual people who feel like, okay, I want to get my vibrator, but I'm terrified. I still, you know, you have this either shame that's 
deep in you or fear of what it will make you, you know, there's so much weird rhetoric about, oh, if you become addicted to a vibrator, <laughs> which is just not a thing that happens, or why would you need one if you have a partner, you know, like that somehow, which of course is, first of all, they can be enjoyed together you know, wonderfully as a, most toys as oh, yes. with somebody else. You definitely can't. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, I think just this acknowledgement that especially for folks who were born with a vagina that, you know, or achieving orgasm is just not as simple as it is for people who have penises. And that um, these are tools, these are toys and they're fun, but for a lot of people, they're tools and that help them have an orgasm ever or at all, or have an orgasm in a time frame that fits their busy lifestyle or have orgasms that match up with their partner time-wise more easily. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people who can have orgasms in all different kinds of ways, they're just a fun extra activity, but I think they're vital for a lot of women's sexual health as far as like having their first orgasm or having reliable orgasms or having orgasm not be a source of stress. Because for some people, if you've never had an orgasm or orgasms are hard to have, having sex with someone else, you, your brain starts to think about that and then you're not in the moment and then it's harder to have an orgasm because you didn't have an orgasm last time. And then you're thinking about like, there's just the cycle. And I feel like, with sex toys, you can just break that mold. You can start your new, you know, start your new cycle. It's not quite right, but, and you can help make sex with someone just be different. Like people are constantly wanting to quote unquote, spice up their sex life, right? Like if you have a partner for a while, we all know kind of run out of ideas after a while usually. And that's <laughs> fine for lots of people, but there's lots of people who are like, I need something new, something fun. And you know, these are ways to bring a little bit more variation into your bedroom, which can help people continue to reconnect intimately. It can help people just have more fun and more orgasms. Um, but I think, I think we're getting to the point where the, the stigma and the shame, at least in Chicago, right in a big city, is is pretty low but there's still going to be on a daily basis someone who walks through the door who's having a hard time doing that who's who's got a struggle to get through that front door so um we 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 would like to continue to kind of act as though everybody you know we're welcoming to everybody and we're ready for the person who it's the hardest to walk through the door. If you can walk in and be like, give me that giant dildo and you're ready to go. We also love that, you know, no problem. But if you want us to hold your hand through the entire process, we are more than happy to do that. So um, I think that is important to realize that not everyone is as caught up to the comfort level as our overall culture is. Um, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I think, um, was it another, one of the stores is depending on like what bag or like shopping basket you grabbed, it was colored. And then like, if it was red, it was like, Hey, I'm good. I don't need help. If it was like green, it was like, I might need someone to support, like hold my hand and walk me through this. And so it's like, yes, I would want like the timid. I'm curious more than anything, it's more just like a kid in a candy store. And I just want to know what everything is and then hopefully walk away with something that connects with me. But yeah, just that way without being like, <laughs> please don't bother me. Deer in headlights. 
<laughs> well, and we try, you know, we sort of have our pattern where, first of all, we have everything out so that we love people to just go and explore on their own, right? Like, if you want us to explain everything, it's fine, but everything has a tag that explains it and everything oh, is out so of the box cool. so that you can touch it. Because touching things, I mean, makes such a difference, you know, to find out what the different patterns of vibrations are, how much things weigh or what seven inches really looks like, you know? Um, and so we're always very much like, hi, you know, making sure everyone feels welcome, but then, you know, just let us know if you need help. And then you can also, people's eyes reveal a lot and you can kind of tell when someone's like, I don't want to ask for help, but I'm like totally lost here. Um, but we are very kind of hands off unless you need us place because I, as a shopper, I don't want people up in my business when I'm looking around, you know, like I'll ask for help if I need it, but otherwise just give me some space. Go. Yeah. That's oh, I love that. Do, you have a tag that explains everything too. Um, you know, and that's something that's like, okay, cool. The name of this, but since I don't know the name, you know, like I'm sure some folks don't even know what the dilator is. Um, oh, yeah. and you know, this is you know, something that ranges in size and slowly gets, um, bigger to open and open widen an opening I don't know I obviously am <laughs> well, not make it I mean I think they make it more comfortable right so it's not yeah. like your vagina is elastic right yeah. and so it's yeah. not really changed but yeah so they to, to make your body cool with having more stuff inside basically right so, yes know. yeah <laughs> like obviously I don't do this one for a living it's explain all these toys <laughs> or anything or how they work but um you know, so just kind of knowing, so anyone from different ranges, um, and how about, um, sorry, you said something and I had a thought with it and now it's like leaving me a little bit, but, um, but it can be used for exploration, you know, all of these different things, but also, um, to affirm who you are too. So you have um, a whole section on gender gear, which I was like, yes, I love it. And, you know, was quite fascinated because I didn't realize how the range of products that were out there too. Um, my personal experience, I haven't had any close experience with that stuff. And so I just thought it was so cool um, just to honor that for others and to have a place that they could go. Um, but I think I need to pull up your website. Cause I had maybe something else coming up for me. Um, oh yeah. What are some, some themes or I shouldn't say themes trends that are you seeing right now in that community, anything or not in, in the sex community, um, that's just kind of flying off the shelves. Anything oh, that you've noticed just like sex like sex toys in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's oh. Christmas. Christmas is coming up. What Christmas should be on our list? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because it's a, it's a industry that every single day, someone's like, we invented the brain, you know, this brand new thing that's never been done before. And I, you know, I'm just like, Oh no, that has been done many times before, but occasionally there's innovations that do come out and you're like, okay, that is new. That is interesting. Is that stupid or not? Often it's stupid. Sometimes it's not. But um, air pulse toys is this genre of toys that have really taken off in the past couple of years, year and a half to, I don't know, my brain is mushy when it comes to time frames. Um, 
but they're basically they're clitoral stimulators. They really don't do much anywhere else in the body. And they, they don't like you think of suction and you're like constantly pulling. So if someone had a suction toy for a clitoris, it would just kind of pull the clitoris in, which they have those and that can be fun. Mm -hmm. But what this does is these create, there's a couple different patented technologies that kind of create more of a pulse of air around the toy. So it's not just a constant suction. And for lots of people, it is mind blowing. Like people are having orgasms, you know, two minutes, three minutes, something like that. For some people, you know, everybody's different. They're not really the most fabulous thing. Um, and they're very limited in the fact that, you know, you, you, some toys you can put them in your vagina, you can use them in your clitoris, you can put them other places, but these are very specific for clitoral stimulation, um, but they're really fun and they are in a lot of different styles and shapes and sizes and the rose, there's one that's shaped like a rose that like is a viral. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Which is just like the other ones, but shaped like a rose. So it's cute, but if you can't find it, there's lots of other options that are going to feel the same when you're using them on your body. So that technology has been really popular. And of course, app related technology is also oh, something people yes, have been very interested controlled, in. Yes, the phone controlled, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was huge in during COVID when COVID first started. Everybody wanted to know how they could give their partner an orgasm when they're stuck at home. So, um, those have been really, you know, very popular and becoming more accessible price wise, which is nice. There's lower price toys that have that technology now. So, it used to be just super fancy ones. Um, I personally am like, put your phone away. You're having sexy time. But I get this like. <laughs> <laughs> wanting to connect with somebody over there um can be really good and helpful um and then we are seeing some more innovation actually with penis toys like penis toys for so long were just like what shape vulva can you make and you know who's what porn star's body are you going to be casting yeah, you know the, like there was the ripples no lot. inside the sleeve are are right. bumps instead of rows yeah right pretty basic <laughs> And, and not having had a penis, I don't know, but from my fingers, I can't really tell much of a difference between bumps and swirls, but um, there has been more attention paid to, you know, how, like how the toy functions as opposed to just what it looks like. And I think that mm. it's been interesting to see, cause sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like as sex toys have become a source of power for women so that women feel like owning a sex toy is taking control of their sex life. Yeah. Um, a lot of evolved men have been like, ooh, is it ski? I, I'm all for these women having a vibrator, yay. But is it skeezy for me to have something to put my penis in? Or am I, like there's like, it's, it's a weird disconnect. There's not the same sort of sense of empowerment. It's more still seen as possibly shameful or you know you can't get a date so you have a masturbation sleeve kind of thing. But as people are using technology, um, it's becoming more like, oh, this is a cool toy for my dick. And that's a cool thing for me to have. So that's been great to see that because we want sexual empowerment for everyone. I mean, we certainly yeah. like to take care of folks who've been underserved in our culture, like women for the most part, but um, we're really happy that men can have these cool high-tech toys for their penises too. Um, and especially as they make them more accessible, like people can use them without an erection because that's becoming more and more of a situation folks find themselves in as they're living longer and having sex lives longer. So there's some tools there too as well, but also just fun 
toys for everybody reinventing the wheel how fun yes, yes. over yeah. and over again yeah so <laughs> <laughs> that that's what would be really fun for me is to kind of see the trends and you know what's coming up and what just like you said there's a lot that you probably poo-poo and like eh, cool cool but others that are tried and true and actually work and are valuable um for that experience so that's what I always am interested in is like what's what's um coming up that hasn't always been there um and or what's even the new trend of certain things like I don't know if it's you have this experience but I feel like pegging is huge right now like everyone's talking about it everyone's curious about it like there's more and more um maybe it's just open dialogue. Maybe it's not happening more often, but it's more dialogue around it. So I was just like, have you noticed that trend in your store? (laughs) I absolutely have. And I think, I think that, you know, okay. So some just maybe for anybody who doesn't know what pegging is, you know, pennant. So it, it traditional is the wrong word for it, but like, we usually say pegging when we're referring to like a heterosexual couple or, you know, a couple of a cisgender man, cisgender woman, and the woman is penetrating the man anally with a strap on. And so obviously this has been around since like, you know, whenever people started strapping stuff on their bodies and having sex, but it has for so long been seen as kind of a, a way more kinkier type of thing than your quote unquote average people, but average people are kinky. So it doesn't matter, but like, you know, it, but then it becomes, you know, even the fact that it has a term like pegging, which um, Dan Savage coined in his uh, Savage Love column many years ago, um, me, it's out in the mainstream world. There's this this term for it, which there wasn't for, for before. And it's gone from some, like we, when I first opened the store, I sold strap-ons to queer folks, you know, to like lesbian couples, trans folks, but you know, that was primarily who I was selling strap-ons to. And we've seen a huge sh- like shift in that now, like that there's so many more heterosexual couples buying them. They, for a while, they don't think they have any more, but like they would make like bridal night strap-ons sets like where everything's white satin they don't really (laughs) it didn't last very long it's kind of an awkward gift um if you don't know someone wants it but for sure seeing way more women who have sex with men using strap-ons for pegging and there's kits now and you know all this stuff so it, it is it's it's definitely something that i think a lot of people have opened their mind to because it doesn't seem quite as transgressive anymore and we understand more about like gender and sexuality because people you know a lot of like cisgendered straight men for a long time were like well, if something goes in my butt and I like it does that confuses me sexually you know yeah. because we because we're this culture that had this whole thing that that only the only thing that made gay men gay men is that they had like things in their butt, right? Which of course is not true for every gay man. And there's so much more to being gay than that. There's more to do, but you know, who you like. Um, And so I think as prostate play got to be more talked about and how we, you know, they discovered it's good for men to have their prostate stimulated, even sexually, it helps with reducing prostate um, 
you know, engorgement, that's the wrong word, but um, it helps to keep their prostate healthy and it feels amazing according from what I understand. So then that too, I think, oh, well, I can wait, I can have something in my butt and not be gay. Oh, okay, well, let me try that. Oh, I like that. And wait, if it's a girl doing it, does that mean a girl, a woman doing it? Does that make me less, you know? So I think we've relaxed a little bit and people have opened their mind a little bit to what kind of sexual practices you can do and still be a, you know, red-blooded heterosexual American. And empower your enjoyment and claim that again for you, because it doesn't have to go with, because I use this product, I am this person. Um, I think that's another one too, that, um, you know, there are, I have friends who aren't trans who still use binders, that kind of thing, you know, and, and it's just because you have one product doesn't define your identity. So just like you were saying, a strap on, (laughs) um, you're not gay for these men or whatever that have these problems, or I don't want to say problems, beliefs, limiting beliefs about that. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hang ups. Sometimes I use, there we go. Yes. I try to avoid a lot of that. Negative. I know it's kind of a negative term, but yeah, we have so much of it already. And so, um, but any other trends that you're kind of noticing or seeing, you know, maybe in the, even just the act or the, um, accessory. Oops. Well, you brought up binders and it definitely like, um, gender expression gear, uh, is something that was you know, not even a thing. When I opened the store, there was one company making a limp penis. So what we call a packer. Um, and I think the company making it was making it as some sort of like rave toy or novelty. I like, they were not making it to support the transgender community. Um, but trans people were asking me to carry them. So I started carrying them. Um, and then you know, as things would come onto the market, I would add more things in this department because, you know, we're a store you buy penises, whether they're hard or soft, right? It's like you're not going to go buy your soft penis at Target yet, maybe, well, someday. But, um, and in the past, like, five years, we've seen mainstream, big, old, old, you know, been around a long time, um, sex toy companies starting to make all this gender expression gear. And we're seeing people, like you sort of said, like, you know, once you know, these these items that were very much like super private, you didn't talk about it, you know, um, and used exclusively by like transmasculine men or, you know, people who had a very, uh, maybe more of a determined identity. And now you're seeing these products being used by genderqueer people, by non-binary people, by people who, you know, whose gender is still being worked out, you know, whatever it is. Um, And there is a, like, there's a much less stigma around it too, that people um, are accessing binders, packers, stand to pee devices, which pretty much, you know, you can use and if you are not trans at all and are in a gross bathroom, I keep one in oh, my yeah. car for emergencies, Yucky. you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, that is something that is, and we're also seeing a lot more people being out and open about trans identities. And so that there's more people who are purchasing these. It's not as much of a, you know, something that is less common than it used to be. Um, so that is definitely, it's hard to call it a trend, but it's, um, 
it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's where the culture's moving towards. Yes. I yeah. It's a fun. positive change, <laughs> right. positive yeah. view change. And so I love to see those and hear those and know about those. Um, so we can continue to support and, um, you know, just that others who maybe are still kind of building their awareness now see a place that they can go and say, oh, you know, if I see that and I'm not like, what the heck is a packer? Why would anyone want this limp thing? You know, it's, oh, and so if I see that in a store, I'm not, you know, invalidating somebody. I've heard it here on the podcast or wherever <laughs> and have, uh, can respectfully interact with those products or whatever that is. If that was, that's my hope, right? My hope too. Because it is the one, you know, there is some awkwardness for us when a customer comes to that, you know, it's like its own little sort of department in our tiny store, but, uh, you know, and you can kind of tell that there's this, what is this? Why would anybody want it? And we are very protective of, you know, we want all our customers to feel safe. So we don't want somebody walking in and being like, ew, why would anybody want that? You know, um, because I guarantee someone wants everything in our store, at least one person does. Um <laughs> But it is like, it's, it's, so it's, it is nice for us to be able to educate people about what these products are, even if it's not going to touch their life personally, but they know yeah. then about it. Um, and we've seen more, more and more people be more respectful or just be like curious and curiosity is awesome. Right. You know, I'm all for it. Um, as long as you can do it with, you know, not yucking someone's yum. Um, so it is, it is nice because these things are out and in, in this place where someone's going to buy their butt plug, you know, that they still have this opportunity to learn about something new if they're, you know, keeping their mind open. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And those are the things that I still yuck. I'm like, ah, butt stuff. Like I'm so. <laughs> Which nobody own. ever, you never have to do something you don't want to do. Right. You right. know, I mean, that is, I feel like that is something that is so valid. Um, <laughs> it and is I my think, one hang up it's well not my one but it's one that up. everyone loves to tease me about you know because it is something that I'm like I have gotten close and then I you know I'm like I'm good <laughs> but it's just so interesting because I'm like um you know there's also the other the thoughts of, for myself of am I missing out too and so is it because I haven't given it the try or have the right product or, or the right education around it either. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love to just stay authentically curious, even though mm -hmm. I still kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, not for me, <laughs> but I'm still listening. So well, and in that, you know, that can change over yeah. time. You might, you know, maybe when you're older, you'll be real bored and you'll be like, well, gotta do something new, but also like. You know, I think we do, we should we have to re remember to honor ourselves and to honor what we like and don't like and to not let a partner or our social group or our cultural group or you know or, you know whatever society, um, Buzzfeed, whatever it is, pressure us into doing something that we don't want to do because it's not going to be fun if you don't want to do it and you're not missing out on anything <laughs> if it's you know. <laughs> that's something you want to do. And with butt sex, I feel like in particular, so many women in particular get pressured into doing it by partners because it, that too is something that's becoming way more mainstream, right? Like, you know, 
it's it's much more expected in especially heterosexual relationships it's much more in in lots of ways it's becoming so much more acceptable in good ways which is great right it doesn't have the yeah. stigma it used to but it's also becoming more expected and for a lot of people that puts this pressure to do it you want to be a good partner you want to give your partner what they want your friend likes it you know all these things and so then we talk to people who their first question is like how do i make this so i'm gonna like it mm. and we're like well if you don't like it you shouldn't do it but here are some tips and tricks and toys that can make it more fun for most people if it is what you want to do but my first thing is always like if you don't want to have butt sex don't have butt sex that is the really <laughs> Like, I don't know why that has to be taught, but I feel like I have to teach people that, especially because your body is smarter than you sometimes. Oh, and yeah. it's going to know if you're not into it, your butt's going to be like, mm -mm, get away. And it's going to be even worse. No matter how right? many dilators you try to yeah. use, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They hate it. You know, you're probably going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you don't want to do that. You know, you want to have sex if you're not doing it for money, you know, it should just be about fun, pleasure, intimacy, and things you want to do, sharing with another person, enjoying your own body. Um, so I'm really big into like helping people solve their problems. If you want to do high butt sex, but you need some tools, great. But if you don't, just don't. Yeah. Well, that's a skill <laughs> right there is to, to kind of differentiate genuine curiosity to fear. You know, there's, there's differences too. And there's still probably even some fear of the unknown, but I'm not okay with it. You know, that's a hard <laughs> boundary versus ah, not sure. Let's all right. explore, but with limits. So that's really, really cool to have, um, someone who's providing these products to have that know and to be able to share it. And it's really, um, fun to kind of hear what's coming up and what are the trends and what are the things and the trends of more education, you know, more safety, um, all of those things. I like those trends. We'll keep those yeah. going. So blow those up, but, <laughs> um, where can all of our friends find you? Um, thanks for asking. Um, we have a website. It's early to bed. It's early, the number two, and then bed.com. You can also just Google early to bed sex toys and we'll come up. Um, and on our website, we have obviously lots of products and we have lots of good information and, um, you know, lots of information about each product. So we try to make it as easy as possible to shop online. However, we are also in person store in Chicago at 5044 North Clark. So you, if you're around, you can come in. It's great when you're traveling to, to Chicago to stop by. And we are humans that answer the phone and answer emails. So we are totally happy to help somebody um, navigate a purchase over the phone or via email. Our email is just info at earlytobed.com or you can click online. Um, and as we do more and more, you know, shipping all over the place and as people are staying home more and stuff like that, we are doing more consultations that way. And um, I just think it's important for people to remember that, you know, there's people to help you and that you don't have to go into this making some blind purchase because no one's going to take their sex toy back once you bought it. You can't return them. That is a cross the board oh, kind yes. of thing. Yeah. You don't want to <laughs> shop somewhere that takes them back. And, you know, there's a few ways that we can help figure out what would be a good 
choice. We can't pick out someone's vibrator for them because we do, you know, we don't know, but we can help people. We know a lot enough about them that we can ask some questions that can really help navigate a sex toy purchase. And we are also here for, you know, gender expression gear and lube. I will talk to you about lube until the cows come home. Like there's a lot of tools and accessories that can make your even toy free sex life better and safer. So, um, you know, and healthier people healthier. Yeah. I mean, and good lube can be, you know, life-saving. No, it's a little much to say that, but sex life-saving for lots of people. And again, good for your body and better for your safer sex items you're using. So, um, find us and ask us questions. Oh yeah. We have a really cute Instagram account. So just look for early to bed on Instagram, lots of toy information, great memes that someone else does because I don't know how to do a meme. Oh my God. I sound like someone's grandma. Um, but yeah, we're there too. So you can find us on social media. Oh, that's so great. And do you have any trouble with being censored on Instagram? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we can't promote anything. We haven't been kicked. Well, we were kicked off of many years ago and we haven't been kicked off lately. Our Instagram manager is very savvy and knows, you know, all the rules, but, um, you know, this industry, it's, it sucks. You know, there's a lot of credit card processing, insurance, all these things are really stigmatizing our industry still. So I think everything with like, um, I roll like, okay, well, Instagram. Okay. Those who are making the rules are still purchasing everything. They're still (laughs) consumers. I know. Um, so that's, it is what it is. We try to do our best under the circumstances and just be as cute as we can. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your message and being available. And um, I'm so glad you listened to that. Hey, I got to start this and (laughs) this is a need and and that you're here and um, thriving. So for all those listening, if you want to join the conversation, you can email me at saltysexcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I think Brady (laughs) runs that. So if there's no post, you, you give him a slap on the hand. Um, I'll slap him with a dildo when we get back in studio. But, um, if you have any questions, please go there. We would love the support from our Patreon account. Um, that's patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. Every cent goes towards just keeping the lights on for the podcast and sharing our message. So I will see you all in two weeks and I hope you have a fantastic holiday or holidays that are coming up. Bye all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the salty sex cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.